So I got, I got, a, I got a, I got a joke. I got. We talked earlier about wanting to do some would you rather jokes. It's good. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Wait, is this the inaugural? It is. Yep. Would you rather do exactly? And so, um, I kind of like I thought about not doing church corny ones. Yeah, of course. And then and then I realized that those truly are typically the funnier ones. Anyway, yeah. so I, I actually. Um, to be truthful, I already said this one to you, but I, I liked it so much that I'm I'm going to bring it up. we got to find it up. All right. So here's your first would you rather. Okay. And by the way, uh, in the comments, those that are watching right now, um, oh, someone's saying that they're not hearing or seeing anything. Is that true? Check. Oh, no. There's sound. Yeah, it's kind of like a classic prank a lot of times, the first time out, right? Yeah, right. <clears throat> Stephanie, are you hearing and seeing? Maybe kind of, sort of. There is a little bit of a delay. But hopefully, hopefully people are on and hearing and seeing. You're hearing and seeing, right, Spencer? I'm seeing. All right. Oh, look at that. Tesha says everything's working. All right. So, oh, by the way. Really quick, yeah, I guess we should introduce, yeah, that's, right? That's so, uh, Spencer is our producer. Spencer, if you just stick your head back or hand, oh, you could be anonymous. No one ever really knows who you are. We'll it's never show bad. his. He will never show his true identity. Just a hand. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, and so then Ben Larson. Ben Absolutely. Larson. Um, yeah, so here. you're, yeah, you're uh, elder here at Faith Alliance Church, governing board member, uh, bassist. Yeah, uh, you're part of the worship leadership team here. Um, you're going to be stepping into the the youth leader um, helper role um, coming in the fall. That, so yeah, I've been uh, I've been working on you for yeah, for quite years, a while, yeah. right? I've been working on you for quite a while. Yeah. Um, glad that we're finally <laughs> roping you down. Yeah, that's good. Um, so and then my name's Harry Ozer, right? Assistant pastor here at Faith and Life Church. Um, this podcast was formerly known as the Porchlight Podcast, um, right. and uh, kind of a year later, rebranded, coming out with something new. So back to what I was saying at the beginning, um, and anyone who's listening, um, you guys put in put in the comments if you have a good "Would you rather" um, joke, you can put that in, and and we'll answer it to the best of our ability, uh, appropriate as always. Of right? course. Yeah. All right. So my first one is this. Um, it's really simple. Would you rather? Yes. Okay. Every time you heard the word "what" or said the word "what," because if you say it, you heard it, right? That's right. Um, you had to look up a, a verse hmm. every single time. Every single time you heard "what" or said "what," um, or you know what? I'm gonna change it. I'm actually gonna make it. I'm gonna make it a little easier. Okay. okay. Every time you say "what," okay. That, would that you be. rather? Every time you say "what," you have to look up. Some some piece of scripture. Okay. Or every time you hear worship music, and I do mean that, hear worship music, whether that's you oh, wow. singing or in, you know, right. church service, which this would work, or in your car. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Or at the grocery in, store. Anywhere. Yeah. Or like we were in Shields the other day. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or exactly. Pizza Ranch. There's yeah. not a whole lot of pizza ranches no, out here in Montana, but that's a big, you yeah. know, Midwest, Montana, or uh, Minnesota. Um, every time you heard worship music, you had to kneel until the song was done. So like just one song, right? So right. if it's, well, yeah, if it's but, like but yeah, radio, but, it's like, but as soon as you hear it, like until the song's done, then when the song's done, you can stand up. If more worship music keeps playing, then, you know, then you can stand up. But 
So again, would you so rather? I, I think I'd rather do say what, and every time you say what, you have to look up scripture, or every time you hear worship music, you have to kneel till the end of the first, which song. includes your car. Oh man, I've I've got to say, got to look up scripture. I know, but can you go the rest of your like? It would be good. No Christian wants to say. Okay, so here I don't want to open up scripture, but how many times do you say what in well, one day? That's what I was gonna say. Is I would probably modify my verbiage pretty fast, <laughs> right? <laughs> Behavior modification. Yeah, yeah, for real, because that would be so difficult. So you, can, difficult. you can't escape worship music in when you're living a uh, you know a Christian lifestyle in yeah. Montana, right? So yeah, uh, yeah. Well, and like you said, there's it's, a lot of businesses. Oh yeah. Um, it's not like the Bible Belt, but it's yeah, it's more so than yeah, yeah for sure, for sure. Yeah. All right, I got another one for you. Okay. Would you rather every time you sat down for a meal have to eat a scroll first? Oh man. Or every time you got a, a glass of water, you had to drink um, a shot of vinegar. I'm actually gonna go the vinegar route. Have you had vinegar? It's it's here's the thing. There's a trick. You you got to know what you're doing when you drink it because if if you if you drink it and think you're just gonna breathe right afterwards, it doesn't, oh, it doesn't yeah, work. Right? No, it's horrible. So eat a scroll. Yeah, I'm talking like the yucky scroll. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Not like just a notebook piece of paper rolled up. I'm talking like real like, parchment yeah. paper. I think my my uh, my insides would handle the vinegar better, actually. You think so? Yeah, it's all oh, technique. Man. It's vinegar. all technique. Oh. I think I might do the scroll. Could I just you can, mash? You can probably pull it up. I yeah. just mash that scroll right up into like yeah. if I'm having a bowl of soup. Yeah, I just wet it up. Right? Wouldn't you? Get it soggy, yeah. yeah. Do you got but one for me? I, I do have one for you. This is this is more yeah. culinary, right? So you'll oh, like this. Hey, I like that. Yeah. yeah. I'm so, all about that cooking. Yeah. They need they need to know how good of a, a barbecue or smoker mm -hmm. man you are. But mm -hmm. but here's here's the question. Would you rather have basically not frozen, but almost frozen brisket that's three days old on a cold day? You're making me like cry inside. I, I know, I know, it's horrible. <laughs> or Ice cream on a really hot day. Ice cream. Ice cream. You, you're you're going to walk away from the meat every time when it's cold? Yeah, yeah. Like Temperature matters that much to you. Yeah, brisket cold. The cold brisket sandwich? I know, but it's like dry though. Like meatloaf, if you changed it well, to meatloaf, okay, I'd true. have a cold. I used to grow up, we'd, you know, we'd have meatloaf and then leftovers was cold meatloaf sandwiches. And that was yeah. legit. I don't know. Do they do that here in Montana? I've oh, never so. seen anyone have those out here. I grew up. That was normal. Yeah. My, my parents said every once in a while. Did, yeah. Yeah. Like it's that not, was, it's not like a, you know, like when you grow up, you have like these standard things, right? Oh, and so yeah. for us standard was if, if the meal the night before was meatloaf, the lunch the day after, especially right. if it was like a Saturday or Sunday, the day after the lunch was cold meatloaf sandwiches, right? Well, it just, it didn't, it didn't it, matter. It it, yeah. yeah. Right. It's like, um, right. Four boys, right. It's just kind of like nothing goes to waste. Yeah. Right. It's kind of like, uh, like we used to make, uh, so Polish and Polish, right. Oh, yeah. So pierogies, right. And so you always, you, you cook, you boil the pierogi. So you, you make a, you have a big, you know, making party, you make the pierogies, right. And then you boil them, you yep. put a little half and half and some, and some, you know, uh, breadcrumbs that have been browned in some butter. Right. And then you have your kielbasa next to it. But every time without fail right so that's the way you eat it the first time right then all the succeeding times after it right is you throw it in a pan and you fry them up 
Well, that makes like sense. a pot sticker, yeah. right? So you got you get best of both worlds, right? right. Some people are like, no, nah, all we do is fry them. I'm like, well, you're missing, you're missing like a really cool piece, right? Yeah, yeah. Seeing that the way they're intended to be, and the way I've always boiled. had pierogies myself. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, we didn't make them from scratch, like you yeah, said, yeah. but yeah, we just boil them and then you throw a bunch of butter and you know whatever. Yeah, you just eat them that way. Yeah. Of course, we never had leftovers, so they're so well, good. See, okay, but so when you guys are like doing making, yeah, you're making nonsense, a right? So, see, and that's the that's the beauty of when yeah. you're not making them. You don't have to. Worry no about joke. Tisha yeah. and I one time. So back when we're we're in Wisconsin, we had this really cool like. Uh, um, festival of nations potluck kind yeah. of a thing and so we're like sweet we know exactly what we want to make so we made raviolis because tesha's you know strongly italian yep um and we made pierogies because i'm you know um a lot of a lot of polish right and uh yeah our food was was a hit right but we had pierogies for weeks because you you freeze them because yeah. there's no I mean, way you can eat them all, you make we, a huge batch oh my goodness you, we you made them up, we yeah. made so many and it was it was like oh my goodness a month later it's like we got one bag of pierogies in the in the freezer. So I'm like, is, I don't want them anymore. Give them away. I don't want anymore. So we should do a special feature where uh, where we we pre-record yeah. like ten minutes of you making, you know, favorite family dishes. For okay. Pierogies. Yeah. I think we should do that in the future. Little little cooking yeah. edition. Yeah. A little cooking edition. edition. And then uh, of course we get to eat it. Right. So. Oh heck yeah. Oh I like eating on camera too. Yeah. Because then everyone else is jealous. <laughs> Love it. <clears throat> Okay, here's a good one. Oh, here's a really good one. Okay. Um, would you rather live through a famine or live through the ten plagues of Egypt? Ooh. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I would say I'd rather live through a famine. I would love to see the ten plagues, but I don't want. You'd to love to see the ten plagues, but not live through. Them. You're gonna have to explain that one. Why? Why would you want to see the ten plagues? Because I don't know if I'd so, want to see the ten plagues. Just to see the awesomeness of something unusual like that. Yeah, yeah. When a river turns to blood, you know, all those frogs, <clears throat> you know, all that stuff is not normal, right? Yeah. Famine. It's. I mean, it's not ideal, yeah. but it's not exactly abnormal. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, I got one right off the top of my head. You ready okay, for this? Okay, go for it. <clears throat> okay, this is a it's a wifey one. Every time you feel love for your wife, would yep. you rather? Every time you feel love okay. for your wife, yeah. You have to you have to put ice down your pants. Hmm. Or <laughs> or or jump, I'm, I'm like there's another, there's another option. Or dump chocolate pudding on your head. Ooh. You know what I'm talking about? Like you walk yeah. into a room yeah. and you yeah. see your wife and you're like, dang, I love you. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Got to go get the pudding. Like nothing yeah. like yeah. nothing yeah. big. It's yeah. just like, yeah. I'm so glad I'm married to you. Every time you feel that feeling right there. Boop. Maybe not like shirt, whatever. Like you yeah, have but to, you you have to mess things up, right? That's yet, let's just take a, an ice, an ice water pitcher. Okay. You have to dump that on your head. Okay. Or... You have to dump pudding on your head. What would you do? <laughs> would you rather? So I, I'm actually going to go with the water just for the cleanup reasons. <laughs> just for the cleanup? Just for the cleanup. Come on, it's pudding. I know. Pudding easy because you get to eat it. Pudding's amazing. Who doesn't want pudding? You don't want pudding? No. I, want, I don't want to waste that much pudding. You don't want to waste pudding? Right. Well, yeah. okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. You got another one for me? So I was actually going to go with the ice water thing, but I'm going to I'm going to switch something now. So Okay. Yeah. Oh, cuz I okay. stole it. Yeah, you stole it. Oh, I'm okay. sorry. So back to back to a food related thing. So would you rather have mm-hmm. 
a cold energy drink on a really, really cold day and you're outside or a really, really tall, hot, hot, hot cup of coffee on a hot, hot, hot day. Not cold. Cold is cold. Cold, cold. All yeah, I, I'd rather be cold any you're day. you're Polish and you're from Minnesota. Uh, right, right. Like, nah, hot stuff on Doesn't a hot day. Okay. I don't know. All right, hot so, stuff on a hot day almost makes me feel... So that I'm getting this sense, Harry, that, that this is a good series, right? But but we need we need some help from those that can supply some really good ideas right. in the comments, well, right? So, so Tesha, who just happens to be my wife, right. she goes, who has to clean it up, question mark? I'd rather clean up water. So Tesha's in your yeah, side, yeah, easy, yeah, right. not even close. Tesha's 100% on your, your exactly. side of things. Uh, I, I, I get the, I get the not wasting pudding thing, but it would be fun. Yeah. Way, way more fun for real. Right. So my, my, uh, awesome daughter would say, uh, dumping slime, you know, she's all about slime. Oh, have you seen that on Nickelodeon? The slime? Oh yeah. Where they shoot people with slime. Oh, yeah. Dump I just saw on. one where, where it was uh, Justin Bieber. And really? You could tell, yeah, you could tell though. You could tell he knew it was coming. Yeah. And so he's like trying to draw out the rest of what he had to say because he <laughs> didn't want it to hit, and it just like kept going. I'm like, what in the world? Like, end your sentence. And as soon as the sentence ended, boom, boom, yeah. he just got blasted. Yeah, it was yeah, hilarious. Classic. It was hilarious. Oh goodness. Very very good. Well, Ben, I'm glad that you're you're joining me in this. Yeah, I'm um, excited. It's good. Like I was talking to you before. Um, yes, I had some fun with the title of this podcast, yep. right? Yep. Where are we going? Well, what's the title of the podcast now? <sighs> onward and upward. upward. Yeah. Yep. So where are we going? We're going onward and upward. Um, that's good. And, uh, yeah, it was kind of interesting when it, when it came about. So we, so we created Porchlight last year, right? Um, and that did well. We had five, uh, five episodes for that first season. And, right. Um, some of them were really well received and, Things like that, and the the original vision and, and mission by and heart behind it um, was really cool and seemed to catch some some traction. Um, but as I was going through it, right, I I just kept getting the sense it's kind of hard to it was hard to explain the podcast to people right out the gate. Um, and so as I was going, I don't know, I was just feeling like maybe we need to switch things up a little bit and sure. uh, post COVID, if you will, there you go, um, and pull in some new things. And so. Um, I'm sitting one day, I'm talking to Paul, right? Paul, our senior pastor. And, um, and I was just sharing that with him. And in that conversation, he's like, well, why don't you just call it onward and upward? And I'm like, yeah, I'll be honest. I don't like every one of Paul's ideas in the same way that he doesn't like every one of my ideas. Right. Uh, surprise, right. Really kick you over on that one. Um, but he, he said it and immediately it kind of clicked like, yeah. And the story behind that, right, is I say that a lot, like as a, right. a conversation closer, I never think a whole ton of it. It's just who I am is I don't ever want to be stale, right? No, I, don't, exactly. I, don't want, I don't want to sit still. Um, anyone who knows me knows that pretty well. <laughs> I don't have to say that, right? Right. Harry wants to not sit still. Surprise. Um, but so I always kind of end conversations, you know, like onward and upward, like, we can't change what is. We got to continue to, you know, yep. trudge for. A lot of times, it's with something that's more, like, frustrating or annoying or something that wish would change or something like that. That's just always the phrase that kind of rolls through. Yeah, my it's head. kind of your way saying let's, let's not dwell on the past. Let's right. not like 
have a pity party about this situation. We got it. We exactly. got to keep moving forward. Exactly. So I'm yeah, like, onward. Yeah. And yeah. so as I start talking and thinking about it and talking with Paul, right, I'm like, this could actually go somewhere. Yeah, that's good. Um, and so I started started digging and thinking and praying. And as I did more and more of that, and I started talking to others, including you. Yep. Um, and I was like, hey, I'm thinking about switching the name. And almost to a person, I got, I really like the name you have. But I think you're right. <laughs> I think you need to change it, which was really cool to me. Right. Um, Get some validation. From yeah. yeah. It would have been maybe a little harder if people were like, yeah, your original name stunk, right? That it was terrible. Funny. Switch it. Switch it now. It was like, yeah, at least oh, you're gracious enough. To yeah. Not it's like telling me I'm right, but also telling me I'm wrong, right? Yeah. That would have been a lot harder for me to be like, well, whatever. Um, so, yeah, almost to a person, it was, well, I like porch light. I like kind of the, the vibe there. Um, but as we talked about it more, they were like, but I really like what you're talking about, the new direction, the new idea, right? And um, as we're getting down to nuts and bolts of it, right? Onward and Upper is just easier for me to explain right out the gate. What's Onward and Upper podcast? We want to continue to encourage you Absolutely. to move onward and to move upward in your faith, right? That's it. Um, and so everything that we bring up, we're going to have a little bit of fun like we did. Um, but everything yeah. we bring up, right? I want it to, that's my heart, is if we can help people continue to take another step forward in their faith, and continue to take another step upward towards Christ, uh, being more like Him, loving better, having more compassion, having more grace, you know, controlling our tongues better, things like that, right? Like, how cool would that be? Yeah. Right? Exactly. And so, it, like, Porchlight, though, it was cool, and I liked it. I was like, I think there's something better. And as we dug through, uh, I'm going to give I'm gonna give a, a big credit and shout out to Paul. Paul's the one. He was like, well, why not this? And I'm like, Ah, that's a really good idea. Yeah. And so we rolled no, with like it. it. And as we rolled with it, I'm like, things just started clicking and started pulling together. And yeah. how I've explained it to you before, right, is it's this really cool funnel. Before it felt like to explain porch light was like this really vast, it was like hard to explain. But what we could cover under it felt really finite, right? Right. Whereas now onward and upward podcast feels like the the mission vision is really narrow, like you know what it is, where we're going, what we're supposed to be doing. We want to help people move onward in the faith and upward in their faith, right? Exactly. Every day, taking another step forward in their life, um, closer to Christ, um, closer to the people around them, loving better. Um, but we can cover so many other things, right? There's a lot that falls under that. Our ability to cover these different topics, I think it opens up a door. Well, the thing that's awesome about what I think is a change in, in the format is it gives you, in a sense, a a, a goal to shoot for, right? In, not only in the podcast but in the content. But it doesn't it doesn't restrict the avenue by which you reach that goal. Yeah. So we've got a lot of different parts of uh, the individual Christian life that we can talk about. Right. But we have you know we're we're going to be talking about a lot of stuff related to family and kids as well. How do we interact with each other in a way that's honoring to God? Yeah. Reflective of Jesus Christ in us, and uh, you know, I guess obedient to the Holy Spirit and seeing really. Each of us advance on, onward and upward in our in our faith, and that's right. Uh, there's so many ways to get there, but it is one goal that we can shoot for. I yeah. like it. That right. way. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, I just feel like it's so much more at peace, right? Of trying yeah. to explain it to somebody, I don't feel like I have to fumble. No, it kind of falls in really clear, right really yeah. simple, really easy. Yeah. And as I've as I've talked to people that maybe didn't know anything about Porcelain, I just talked about, hey, we're rebranding. This is our new podcast, Onward and Upward. Right. And I say that, 
you know when you talk to somebody and there's confusion, you can see the confusion. Oh, yeah. Right? Absolutely. Okay. When I talked about porch light, it was almost an annoyance right. for me. And not on anybody. It was just on me. <laughs> Yeah. Going, I got to find a way to explain this better because every single time I talk to somebody, their initial face, right? I don't know. Can you make a face of confusion? Oh, yeah, what does like, a face what? of confusion look like? I'm not yeah. sure what you're talking about. No, honestly, about. here, I'm not going to look. Give, yeah. give me like, give me a confused face and right. I see if you're ready. <laughs> you can't yeah. laugh. This is the problem. You can't laugh. Yeah, okay. I want to see your confused face. Okay. Go for it. Yeah. Yeah. Like that, what? right? Yeah. yeah. You got, you Some got, of you them got were it. literally like that, like almost obnoxiously like, what? What's porch light? And then as I, right. And then as I talked about it, they're like, oh, that's a cool idea. Right. But it was, it like initially was just this weird barrier mm-hmm. where now almost to a person, right. I say, I'm an upper podcast. And immediately people are like, oh, like, like a face of tell me more. Yeah. Exactly. Whereas every other time with porch light, it was like, eh, like, <laughs> okay. You know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, so it's, it's been, it's been a cool journey. Um, you know, I shared with you a, a scripture that kind of influenced yeah, this like in my life prior, way before Onward and Upward, mm-hmm. right? Philippians 3, 12 through 16. Um, this is from New Living Translation. And it says, I don't mean to say that I have already achieved these things or that I have already reached perfection, but I press on to possess that perfection for which Christ Jesus first possessed me. No, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it. I love that, right? I love yeah. that humility. Um, but then the drive, right. And for me, who I am, like being a red, um, and, and for those that don't know why I say what, well, like what's red, it's SDI, it's a, a strength development inventory, right? right? We'll talk about it probably at some yeah, point, yeah. right? It's a great motivational, it helps you understand your motivations in life, right? Exactly. And as a red, right. I want to accomplish things, right? If I'm not accomplishing yeah. anything in my life, I have a lot of stress. I have a lot of ooh, anxiety, frustration, um, it's hard. It like stops me in my tracks. Right. And so I love, like for me, I attach to this a lot. No, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it, but I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God through Christ Jesus is calling us. Let all who are spiritually mature agree on these things. If you, if you disagree on some point, I love how Paul posts this. If you disagree on some point, I believe God will make it plain to you, right? The confidence of how he says that, yeah. right? If you disagree, it doesn't mean you're right. It just means you need to go back to God because this is, this is God's words, yeah, right? Exactly. These aren't my words. These are his, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but we must hold on to the progress we have already made, right? So forgetting the past, when he says forgetting the past, he's not talking about forgetting the progress, no. He's saying you can't change what happened, right? And I think that speaks to a lot of different people's lives where where you make mistakes or 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 you missed an opportunity, you're reluctant, you are reluctant to go after this opportunity or something like that, right? And all of us have those those times. I have those times with my kids probably every week of going, man, I wish I had handled this situation better or something like that. And I love this message of we need to press onward. And that means letting go of the past, but not letting go of the progress you've made, right? And again, for who I am, I'm like, all I hear in that is like, you've accomplished some sweet things, don't forget it, but you haven't arrived, right? And hey, news alert, you're not gonna arrive until you're done here on this earth and you're with your father in heaven, right? Right. Um, yeah, it was just well, like, the, the awesome thing so too cool. about, about this scripture is that um, it really does give 
focus to the fact that it's not, you know, Christianity is not just about saying a prayer, getting yeah. your ticket to heaven, and then calling it a day. And, yeah. and, and just living the life you want to live, right. regardless of obedience to Christ, the rest of your life. Because, you know, I'm, you're, you're good. You're going to heaven. Right. No, no. This is this is God's calling us yeah. to perfection. Yeah. Knowing mold, that, knowing we're, yeah. not gonna, we're not going to attain it no, here. No, yeah. but he's working in us, and we're mm-hmm. getting closer to that. Yeah. And that's what's awesome is that uh, we should be in our personhood, who we are in our maturity, yeah. in our abilities, and our skills, should be advancing every part of our life. We yeah. should have a bigger skill set, yeah. a bigger understanding of discipline in our own lives. We should understand ourselves better. We should yeah. obviously understand totally. what God is calling us to. And obviously, we're going to go through different seasons in life right. uh, as we're do- doing different things. Different. You know, we're, we're talking uh, before the, the podcast here yesterday. You know, We've got a lot of topics related to kids. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, parenting my kids are and, at a different and age families. Yeah. And so uh, we're all in a different season there, yeah. and you yeah. have to have the right skill set yeah. and the right mentality to understand how to navigate that. Right. But right. if you're just punching a ticket to heaven and then calling like good, it's like that's it's throwing the towel. It's, it's really dangerous, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're right. yourself up to attack. Well, and I think Paul. I don't think I know. I know Paul knows that as it, if everyone is pressing on towards the goal, right? That that's what he's talking about, and the goal obviously is is you know coming home with Christ you know, going to heaven, living this life for him, bringing him glory, being self-sacrificial, yep. right? Being humble, loving God, loving others, right? I came um, to this world not uh, not to abolish the law, but to fulfill the law. Right. And to this I give you, you know, and then paraphrasing it, love God, love others, right? Like the law is simple, love, love God, love others, right? And um, and that's, I mean, pressing toward the goal, finishing the race, right? He talks about that. I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God through Christ Jesus is calling us. Um, if we aren't pressing on to that prize, our life yeah. isn't going to show, you know, the fruit of someone who's following Christ because we're, we're going to be still, we're going to be stagnant. We're going to be, and, and to that end too, if we don't have a goal in mind of where we're going, like, why we're doing it? Of course, we we won't do it. And I wonder if that's sometimes the the roadblock, right? That's what's so convicting. I mean, why, like again, another like another log on the fire of wanting to switch the name to onward and upward is if if I'm if I don't have a goal in mind in this life here right now on this earth, why would I do anything? Yeah, really. Like, why would I? Why would I step foot outside my door? Yeah. Why would I? Why would I take time to think about my wife and, and, and caring for her and things like that? Why would I think about my, why would I spend any time doing that if I didn't have some goal in front of me? I think sometimes that is what hinders us. I don't know. Just what's in my head. Well, and I think the other thing is you got to remember that God has things for each one of us to do. Mm. He has goals for us to do and accomplish, yeah. right? He has tasks and, and uh, certain assignments that have to get done. Yeah. And he cre- created us specifically right. for to accomplish those things. Right. And uh, if you're not uh, engaged in a relationship with him and listening yeah. and available to be obedient to that, yeah, those things don't get done. And a lot of times, those things are related to the uh, the life and the improvement of life and, and yeah. most likely the salvation of other people around you. Right. 100%. Yeah. yeah. Let all who are spiritually mature agree on these things. Uh, Paul, he's so sly, man. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean sly like devious. I mean just like he's got that like dry humor. Like 
Um, like he's, he's cutting it off at the pass. You know what I'm saying? Like how you, you're like, I know what your response is going to be. So I'm going to say this, knowing that you're going to try to say, well, what about this? And he's going, look, (laughs) this, this is the truth. This is what God is saying. If you disagree with it, you need to go back, search your heart and, and, you know, talk with, talk with your father in heaven. And yeah. So, um, so it is, it's a phrase I say a lot. Um, I always, you know, I, I look at, and this is probably another, you know, another topic for a discussion for another day. I said that weird, but you get it. Um, like I, I've talked to my wife many different times. Like I watched my my grandpa Harry, right, who passed away a few years ago, and that's yep. who I'm named after, right? Um, and to the end of his days, he was still ministering, right? He didn't. He ne- He never. Like I never saw him go. Ah, I've reached my, you know, my my twilight season and just just, put it on cruise control and just let it all go like that dude he still um he was up on a ladder cutting a tree at like 78 or 80 or something he was older right right and fell off that sucker and broke a rib i remember my dad looking at his dad right yeah my grandpa and be like you gotta stop that what are you doing but nothing really slowed my grandpa down. He just kept on going, right? My my grandpa and grandma, they would, they would uh, over the winter, go down to Florida. And my grandma would be like the receptionist at a, at a senior home. Yep. And my grandpa would go be the handyman and reach people for Christ. He'd talk to them. He'd work. He'd, he'd be yeah. he'd doing plumbing. He was a plumber his whole life. And, um, you know, and, and uh, my grandma, for that matter, too, who's, who's still alive, um, my grandpa Harry's first wife died. Uh, I think 97 or 98, um, Grandma Mary Lou. And then he remarried in 2001, I believe, to Grandma Esther. And, uh, like, she just went on a missions trip last year. That's awesome. Um, and so, like, I want that, right? Please, please let me be that. Finish please well, let, right? Yeah. Yeah. What? Like, why would I Why would I let off? Now I've got all this, all this experience, not energy. I know that, right? But experience, like, please let me be that person, right? I'm watching people. I'm not saying like I'm gonna I'm gonna break the mold and do something no one's ever done. No, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying the exact opposite. Right. I'm watching these different people I respect and go, please let me be that. Yeah. Let me finish my race well. Let me let me press on to where people are like, dang, he's 85 and he's still kicking butt. It's you know what I'm out. saying? Mm-hmm. And not because I'm running a 5K marathon or some nonsense. No, because you're still engaged. Um, uh, I said nonsense. Sorry, honey. 5Ks are awesome. I hate running. Five <laughs> K uh, marathons are super difficult. Oh yeah, yeah. for the record. Um, in my that, that's not even a marathon. Five K. Well, okay, that's a perfect example. I feel like that's a marathon yeah. for me. Might as well be. Five K is right? like just a jog for yeah. a lot of people, including yeah. my wife. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's so funny how I. I think that's a marathon, um, right? But I want to finish that race well. I don't want I don't want to get into my twilight years and hit the cruise control. In fact, I, I want to double down on it. Like I want to see retirement as as an open door to like freely give rather than freely take. Does that make any sense? Yeah. See, and unfortunately, in in our society, uh, when you when you say retirement, of course, that's always talked about in the context of your career right yep and i think in the in the context of your your christian walk i mean you can be retired from a career but fully engaged in what god wants you to do right right. and i i I hear that's what you're saying with your your uh your grandpa harry and and his wife you know they they were 
technically retired from their careers, yeah, right? Definitely. But they were still doing things wherever they were. They were. Yep. Yeah. And they were focused on, um, you know, sharing the love of Christ and, totally. and you know, being engaged in life and, and obviously enjoying the fruits of that. And the other thing, I guess, it, it's just reflective of the fact that when you when you become a Christian, you die to mm. your own plan, your own yeah big goals for life. You know, you submit those things to Him, right? And right. You allow Him because we we know by His nature, He's got the best plans of anybody. Right. Way better. Than our well, plans. yeah, way better. Way way, way mm-hmm. better. Yep. And very very seldom am I going to talk to a, a person that's in his you know the twilight of their life. Let's say this is yeah. yeah. God told me to sit on my butt and watch TV. Right. Right. Mm. Yeah, Mm-mm. never heard it. Never. Heard I don't it. see it. No, I've never read no. it. I've heard no. people say, "Yeah, I've earned my retirement, and I'm yeah. going to relax. I'm yeah, go golfing. That's all I'm going to do." Well, right. And I mean, come on, I'm going to relax a little bit too. Yeah. You're gonna, yeah. you're gonna have some fun. You have but some freedom be- to go do things right. that you haven't been able to do. Yep. But is that my goal? Right. Like I'm going to retire to have the goal of doing me. And is that his goal for you? Well, right. Rather, like, like I, I talked to my dad. He's, he's uh, 64. And, and looking forward to retirement. Um, but what I sense yep. in him, right, is is not a retirement to go, like, just sit and do stuff his, himself. Yeah. End of year vacation. Or right. End of, end of life vacation. But right. to be free to go do the things that are important right. to him. Mm-hmm. And not just him, but what God has laid on his heart that's important to him, right? Like, um, like those two don't, those two don't have to be different. What's exactly. important to me if I'm walking with the Lord is going to be what's important to the Lord because exactly. I'm seeking him first. And right. so, and I think that's kind of what you're yep, getting at, right? Is yep. If I'm seeking him first, what becomes important to me is already first important to him. Yeah. Cause and he's impressed upon your heart in the context of exactly, your life with him. Right. Exactly. So, so he's already dropped those seeds of, of desire and, yep. and uh, accomplishment and, and uh, you know, exactly. legacy, legacy in another exactly. way that, that he wants you to, to be there. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. Yeah, and it can be an adventure the whole way. Yeah. It's going to be an adventure the whole yeah, way. Let's awesome. be honest. Come on. Um, so, yeah, so that's kind of how it all came about, right? That's how it all yeah, it's came good. around. And that's um, – honestly, I still feel like we're just like at the at the tip of the iceberg. And if you know icebergs, right, you only see the top 10% of an yep. iceberg typically, right? Now they're 90% below the water. And I'm like, man, we've got so much that we can talk about. Um, yeah, on Saturday, hoping that, that my brother yeah. um, is going to join us on this podcast, my younger brother. Roland. He has to now. You just announced Yeah, us. I was going to say, it's like no backing out now, Roland. <laughs> He's probably not even watching this right now, but he will. Yeah. Um, but uh, we're going to be, oh, remind me, what are we? Holy cow, just had a blank. It's okay, I'll find it. Yeah, we got actually a lot to talk about. Oh, yeah, yeah. We're going to be talking about the subject of um, your kids being a leadership team, right? Right. Something, you know, about me, uh, I'm really passionate about building strong leadership teams, mm-hmm. not a leader, but leadership teams. I think sometimes like we get lost in disciple, whereas discipleship, though it's, though you want one, you want to continue to produce more than one. And then y'all have to work together. Like it can't right. just stop at an individual. Yep. Right. It has to at some point come like, how do how do we do things together? Right. The Bible talks about unity all over the place in the body in first Corinthians 12 and how we need to work together. Right. Like super important. Um, and yet I watch and I see and I and, and things like that and so much disunity. 
like in our in our world in our nation um but beyond all that in our churches a lot of disunity a lot of yep. um well you haven't so i'm not gonna and because you don't i'm not gonna and right all these like uh unmet expectations and mm-hmm. things like that and so it's something really really you know, dear to my heart, especially as a pastor here, is building ministries that aren't reliant on me. Yeah, and really aren't right? reliant like on any solely. one individual. Well, and that's my right. point, and take it to the next step. Yeah. That it's not reliant on Ben, the elder, right. but it's reliant on the elders, mm-hmm. right? It's not reliant on Harry, the youth pastor, but on the youth leadership team. It's not it's not dependent on Harry, the worship pastor, but on the worship leadership team, and how can we grow and do things together? Um, so I'm really looking forward to that. We need to stop talking about it because I, I could spend another hour talking about that, and we want to save that for, yeah. for Saturday. No, I got a lot of good thoughts about it too. So, well, yeah, go ahead, share. To... If no, you no, had no, something no. on your mind, gonna, go ahead and share. It. We're gonna hold it. Because, you sure? Yeah. So, right. so what's interesting about? I feel bad now. I feel like no, I cut you no, off. No, this is a good. This okay. is a good tease. So, you Ooh, grew up. Don't don't tease me. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. With uh, with five boys, right? Well, four, four, and four, and yeah, for people that don't know. Yeah. We have a fifth on the right, way. Right. True story. So, we don't know if it's a boy or girl now. But you grew up with four brothers. I, in the, I grew in up the house three brothers well. and yeah. me. Yep. Yeah. So uh, bigger family than I grew up. I, it was just myself and my brother okay. and, and my family. Now, what you don't realize, because I haven't told you this yet, but yeah. leadership was a big deal in, grow, in growing up in my uh, okay. family as well. But it was a different take, partly because we only had two of us. Yeah. And... Uh, and we didn't really come at it the, the same way that, that we're going to t- be talking about. And I yeah. like I like this different take. Part yeah. of why leadership was such a big deal in, in my family is that my, my dad was a VOAG teacher and okay. was an FFA instructor. And of course, FFA, yeah, it's about ag- agriculture and uh, and that whole industry. But it's it's, it's mostly a, a leadership. Leadership. Yep. leadership 100%. So, so Just like BPA is very yeah. similar so, to that, too. You know, my, my parents weren't talking leadership to my brother and I when mm-hmm. we were, you know, three, four, five, six years old. But as we get got advanced into mm-hmm. junior high and, and high school, yeah, that that leadership mentality and understanding the skill set and communication, yeah. all that stuff was important. So I'll, I'll be able to, to speak a little bit towards that, but I'm really interested to hear in, in some of your background and obviously yeah. hear from Roland as well about Well, of course, because we, right? we parent in, in large part based similar, on how yeah. we were parented, right? That's how we learn. Yeah. Um, that's, we, the, the, the information we have is typically pulled from yep. experiences we have. You know, a lot of, I, you know, I think it's just a natural human instinct that we we draw from experience first and then bring knowledge to supplement the experience um, unless we're wise enough and, and aware enough right. to go that experience wasn't good and bring knowledge in to, to improve that experience. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to, to well, Saturday and to having about. that whole conversation. And, um, and I told you earlier, I think that's going to be a two parter. Right. And so my younger brother, he has, he has two kids. Yep. Uh, we've got four with fifth on the way. So we're on the young really young yeah, spectrum. All, all my oldest is young. four right. right and literally um april 14th we're gonna have a legit one-year-old two-year-old three-year-old four-year-old for two months <laughs> um awesome. until harry turns five yeah. um in june um and then you are a little bit further along right yep. with reese in eighth grade and, and malia in fourth right um but then my hope is to bring on um some other men and women that have that are parents um but their kids are out of the house right um, and so they're on the other side of things, um, like some more retrospect time of um, what they did, what they didn't do, what they wish they had done, um, and gain, you know, experience under, you know, wisdom and stuff like that. Because I always, like I talk with Dave about that, I talk with my dad about that, I, I talk with a lot of different um, men specifically about, you know, a, as a father. Um, and 
what worked, what didn't work. And I have my ideas, right? Like I said, I'm passionate about sure. building disciples for Christ, right? Like yep. building them up, understanding what, you know, what the Bible says, but also what it means for my life. Like not just knowledge, but take knowledge and put it into action, mm -hmm. right? Knowledge without action, it's useless. It's dust right. in the hand. It, you know, um, so yeah, holy cow. We literally spent 10, 15 minutes just on that right there. And we, we got stop. lots more. We got lots yeah. more. So that's probably going to be a two-parter mm -hmm. in the end. But yeah, we. I mean, we've got so many different, so many different topics um, right here. I don't know if you can see this. Do 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 do. And that's just that's just some. Um, so we're excited. We're excited for this is going. We are looking at doing episodes far more frequent. Um, um, if you didn't notice, we have a beautiful new studio yeah. that we've put together. Um, Let's be honest. It's it's you've put it together, and it's awesome. I put some effort in. Yeah. Spencer, our yeah. producer, give me the hand. Yeah. yeah. Um, he helped quite a bit too, and and uh, Joan Turek, she did all the painting. She, well, she painted did. this I whole. That. Well, that's the thing. Like I was telling you earlier on, I'm a little nervous, right? Because this this podcast, as it is right now, yeah, uh, has actually been in the making. If you really want to count Porchlight as part of the making of this. For like, um, yeah. It's been in the making for a couple of years now, yeah. right? I think I'm pretty sure Joan painted this room two years ago yeah. with the intention of turning it into this mm -hmm. at least a year and a half ago. I mean, yeah, it's got to be two years ago. It was a while ago, <laughs> right? Um, well, was it, was it very quickly after you moved out of the space? Yeah, I moved. Yeah, so when, I mean, when we was, built the new office and I moved into the new office, yeah. she came and painted this thing because I was like, "Hey, I want to turn this into studio." And she was like, "Yeah, no problem." And she came in and did it for me. It was, I mean, awesome. Um, she found the exact paint and everything that was perfect. Yeah, um, so as you notice, we got some some hats and things like that. Um, so these, I, I like hats. I like hats and I like shoes. Um, I like hats probably more. Um, and so in search of different hats and stuff like that. I found some cool ones. So this just says gospel, um, but it has the word, you know, in blue. It says go, right? That's so awesome. same same kind of thing we're talking about. Yeah. Knowledge is good, but yeah. knowledge without action. Yep. Um, cool. And then this one is, is a lie. You know how when you send a text, um, but you sent the wrong word? And so you send one more text with just that word and like a little little star next to it to be like, no, I meant to send this, right? Um, what, what did I send recently? Um, I sent like help. Like, can you help me with this? And it and my auto text did hilt or something yeah, like that, right? Yeah. So I put help with a little pink, little star next to it, right? And so that hat, right, is talking about how Jesus was dead. Everyone thought he was dead, which Easter is coming up. And we're yep. going to talk a little bit about Easter yep. on Saturday too, right? And that, that hat is just speaking to how, oh, Jesus is dead. Oh, sorry. Excuse me. No, he's not. He's alive, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, and then this hat right here says famous enough, right? Um, the back of it says known by God, right? And the idea, go. I love wearing this hat because I get... Yeah, you wear it a lot, actually. I actually get a lot of people asking me, like, what does that yeah. mean, famous enough? And they, ironically, they think it's me saying I'm famous. Right. When in reality, what the hat's talking about is is actually a really humble attitude that I, I wear that as a reminder myself. Like, I don't need your approval. Or moreover, not even that, I don't need your... Um, like, I don't, I don't need to be known by you. I'm already known by my creator, right? right. Yeah. Like, I don't need to be notable in your life. That I'm already notable yeah. in God's eyes, right? And so that's why it says that known by God. And because I'm known by God, I'm already famous enough. I don't need yep. to be famous. I don't need my pride to control me. I don't need those things. God knows me, right? Exactly. And then that last one over there behind your head, it's yeah, YOLO, it's right? But it's yep. crossed out, right? You only live once. Yep. Um, and just, uh, yeah. 
So, um, should we look at a couple of current events here to wrap up? Yeah, our let's time? do that. I think it's good. And and one of the things that I, I think uh, obviously these two are, are related to youth and, and children. And I think they're good and related to parents too. I think that's a it's a parent issue, but. Um, we're not just going to spend time just in that sphere, but yeah. we are going to spend quite a bit of time because so much of being on an upward is looking to the next generation, make well, sure we're training. Definitely. So. Thank you for bringing that up. I, um, yeah. Thank you for bringing that up. Huge piece of my heart. You know, this, yep. uh, for, for a long time, I'm a um, huge, a huge advocate for, for youth and beyond youth for families. I want, right. I want families. I always desperately want to see families be strong. Um, to be helping each other, to be growing, for parents to feel like um, like they're valuable, right? Yep. Because um, that can be really hard, especially when the kid doesn't make them feel valuable, hmm. right? Which never happens, right? Uh, kids, yeah, do that all the time. Um, yeah. Take take the parent for granted, or don't say thank you, or or actually get mad at the parent for the parent trying to help them, and, and you know, it happens all the time. So parents, I mean, parents have a hard role, yeah. and I'm just on the early side, right? Four kids. Um, all really young. I'm looking forward to as they get older and things like that. And really, um, as, as we said earlier, I'm a red, like I'm, I'm excited for the teenage years yeah. and I know no one else. I like everyone else I talk to like, Oh, you don't know. And I'm like, I work with teenagers all the time. No, I think, you know, I'm, I'm really yeah. excited. Now I, I don't parent these teenagers and rightfully so I don't want to, no, no, <laughs> they have their parents. Right. But I, I'm, I'm generally excited, but you're right. I'm running up. We're definitely a huge piece of this is this next generation yep. of passing a legacy of faith on, right? And the power that that has. Like I was just talking to um, to Parker about that. I was driving with him recently and just the power that a, a legacy of faith has, right? When I'm fifth generation yep. um, follower of Christ, right? So my great-great-grandpa followed Christ and then so on and so forth down. Um, and that that faith deepens. It matures that you learn. Like my dad, he he always said when I talked to him, yeah, I had a kid and stuff. And I had another one. I had another one. I had another one. Right? He's like, just do a little bit better than I did. Yeah. Right? I tried to do my best. I tried to follow what God's word said. I tried to love you. I tried to bring you up. I tried to rear you in the way that he wanted me to do that, knowing that he made mistakes. Right? And he looks yeah. at me, just, just try to do a little bit better than me. If you can do better than me, then and you can spur your kids on to do better than you, right? This thing is going to really, it's going to turn out some awesome kids as we move forward, right? Right. right. So, super good legacy, extremely important. Yeah, and so important. It takes intentionality. Well, and and in some ways, I'm like I'm jealous of my of my parents-in-law, right? My parents-in-law are first-generation Christians. What I would yeah. call them of of truly following Christ, being sacrificial yep. to who he is, surrendering their life to him, recognize him as Lord and Savior, right? Like, I don't, like, there's a piece of me that kind of wishes I could, I could trailblaze that, right? Like, just who I am, I'm like, that'd be really cool. I'm not on that end. Um, you know, and talking to my wife too, like, she gets to be a part of establishing and growing a legacy of faith right. in, in her family and how cool that is. So, um, but yeah, let's let's uh, let's get on to some, some current events here. Yeah, um, each each podcast I talked to you about, um, this was a piece I really wanted to to bring in, just because um, I, I want to talk about what's going on currently. Like we have our ideas, right? A topic, and hey, this is something important we want to talk about. But but Maybe. also there's there's things happening around here that I think I think is important too. Um, yeah, I don't know. Do you have a thought? Well, we, there's no point in doing a podcast if you're not relevant. <laughs> right there it is. so i like that you, yeah. you, you got to be relevant one of the ways you do that is you keep up with what's going on and what uh what society is throwing our way yeah and uh we got to be paying attention to that uh whether you like it or not we are in 
a spiritual battle. So yeah. uh, we're going to be watching. So, uh, Spencer, actually, if you could switch it over, um, there's a site. It's called cpyu.org. Um, it's a Center for Parent Youth Understanding, a phenomenal, phenomenal website. Um, you know, another great one is Focus on the Family. And we'll sure. probably we'll probably pull from there at different times too, yep. um, but this is one that just I think a lot of people don't know about. Um, but they have two count them two different podcasts as well. Um, one is Youth Culture Today and Youth Culture Matters, two different ones. Yep. Um, and so fa- fantastically done. I mean, well well produced and things like that. Um, but then also there's, there's youth culture news and resources and things like that. And just encourage anybody, cpyu.org, uh, phenomenal, phenomenal resource. And so we're actually pulling um, two articles today that we're going to talk about um, shortly from cpyu.org. The first one, uh, kids going back to school in a pandemic are met with another trauma. Um, and so that's kind of a, this is from USA Today. You know, I don't know how much trauma that's a that's a pretty big word that's an aggressive word right but also at the same time like we can't ignore um the reality of like the impact um because they're going to be going back to school and they're going to be practicing active shooter drills right um so yeah you have two kids they're both um what malia goes to rao still right yeah so small school right and then uh and then reese goes to the middle school yeah which is a lot i don't as a a dad like i don't have any kids in school yet harry's gonna be starting (laughs) half kindergarten in the fall but they're at home still you know like i i don't know like this doesn't impact me a whole ton but i'm curious your thoughts on it well it's uh of course the initial thought i had have as a parent when we were reading this is that uh it's it's fortunate that we live where we live, but that doesn't completely insulate us from something like that true happening in Sydney. And yeah. so, um, and we'll probably at some point talk about this going forward. But uh, you know, there's there's enough kids that that get very very depressed and very very um, you know hurt and bitter and angry, and and some of those kids end up picking their own life. No, yeah, uh, it's been something that's um, very disturbing to me. Um, something that uh, is not good, but it's, it's just another sidestep over to, to taking out some of their, uh, their fellow classmates instead yeah. of just pulling the ground themselves. So yeah. it's, it's a super serious thing to think about as a parent. Right. And how do you, how do you, uh, appropriately navigate that? Well, Obviously, I was say, age, how do you communicate to your kid that right. this is a, and I even, I almost said possible reality to kind of make it like softer, but it's, it's a reality because mm-hmm. it's happened already. Now, like you said, in where we're living, is it a huge rally, a high probability? I'd, I'd have to say, and I hope to say no, it's very low. Yeah, and um, I'd, I'd have to, I'll have to ask my kids uh, tonight if they've ever had a active shooter uh, training drill where yeah. they're supposed to react to that. You know, a few years back, you know, obviously you and I are young enough that Columbine was a big deal yeah. in, in our formative yep. years. and. Uh, yep. And, they um, made a movie of it. Yeah, I mean it's yep. it's a big deal, and totally. unfortunately, there's been a lot of copycat and other uh, other yeah. things related to that. But as a parent, what I'm looking at doing is making sure that my individual child that I'm parenting is mentally prepared to understand how to react. Right. So right. the idea behind a drill is you you want to practice doing something so you you do it automatically without thinking. Yeah. And if you go back, you know, you live in the Midwest or or uh, you know even like my parents' generation. Yeah, they they had nuclear warhead mm. drills, you know, where you get under your desk. I mean, that, <laughs> yeah, talk about traumatizing. Yeah, exactly. So this is yes, it's it's well, that's why I brought traumatizing, that up. right? Yep. It's potentially traumatizing, but it's not 
that different than what previous generations yeah. had to deal with, right? So, right. Um, you know, you think back to the World War II days when, you know, if you were a, a school child in, in England, yeah. <laughs> air raids and getting ready for air raids, that was kind of normal, well, right. which is not good either. Right. But my point is that the trauma happens if a parent is not engaged and the mm. the leadership in the in the individual school and how they bring it up, yeah, how, how they, they talk about it. it. Is a, is a big deal. I was um, just about to say that. What I'm hearing you say is it's not so much about the what is causing trauma, but how you're communicating both at home as a parent mm -hmm. and also as this as a school. How are you communicating this? Now, I don't I don't know, and that maybe that would be something cool uh, for us to bring up a different time too, is I don't know if our school does this. Um, the article says that right now active shooter drills are required in roughly 40 states. Um and that actually there isn't a whole lot of evidence of their effectiveness. And so there are some that are saying, because there's not a lot of evidence that they're even helping, why do it? Right? But back to your point, I think a stronger point is, is it really so much about the what? You know, or is it more about, you know, the why? What, you know, how you explain it and things like that. Um, well, unfortunately, you know, we just had a, a shooting in Colorado yep. in a, in a grocery, was it, grocery store. store, right? Mm -hmm. So, so that's that, that wasn't a son. Yeah, right? that wasn't at school. That was that was somewhere else. Yep. And uh, well, so that's a, we what, we could get into a whole bunch of policy. Would an active shooter but, drill being done at school help somebody when they're in public? Well, see, this or is, where, is that something that they should do? Right? Is that something that should actually be more helpful? Is doing these active shooter drills, but in scenarios that aren't just at school. Yeah, I, I, I would know. say it this way, or and this is defeat the whole purpose. And this is what I've been thinking about here for a while since we've been kind of discussing this uh, yeah. even before the podcast started. So much of this effectiveness is is simply the mental state of the person that's reacting. Right? Yeah. So if you can get that person prepared, and if you do anything with handgun training or self uh, defense mm -hmm. training and those kind of things, a lot of that training is related to uh, keeping your mind engaged in the right way. Right. And not it's a lot of mental right, and right. emotional training, right. not so much physical. And and so that's going to bleed into uh, the discussion on Saturday, which is mm -hmm. how do you build a leadership team yeah. in your right. in your family, right? Well, part of that is understanding how do you how do you engage in in unexpected stressful mm. situations and respond accordingly. Yeah. And I think in some ways I understand what they're doing with, with these active shooter deals. I, I think that the idea is okay, but the implementation, I'm, I'm afraid, is really horrible. Yeah. And the way that they're training these kids to respond, not sure if I agree with it. So yeah. Um, so what can we do as parents? Well, we can obviously not let the schools and the administration in the schools be the only voice in how your kid is thinking about these things. Well, right. So you've got to be engaged in it. Well, and that's not what saying I would, that they're going to completely be wrong, right? Way. Yeah, yeah. But but you parent. need to be the parent. Mm -hmm. You need to not, and that obviously yeah. relates to a lot of other things um, related to school and parenting. But right. uh, be the parent, be the one that's educating your child and how to, yeah. you know, be ready for those kind of situations yeah. and and think through how to react. Right. And um, and go out there and find some resources. Yep. Um, well, isn't that true though? And a lot of a lot of things that there's sometimes so many good helpful resources that it kind of ends up breeding um, like a lack of engagement. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, well, they're getting that at school. They're getting that at daycare. They're getting that at sports. They're getting mm -hmm. that there. So I don't really need to. Um, when in reality, yeah, the simple truth is, parents, you have the greatest um, capacity of impacting your kid until they leave the house. And even then, um, um, some studies will still show that parents with one call or one word 
can completely deflate their kid, even when they're 28, yep. 40, yep. right? Like your impact, your ability to impact that person, positive or negative, though a lot of parents don't feel that way and understandably so, right? Because because youth have a great way of like not showing their hand right out the gate, even though they're terrible liars most of the time, right? But in this area of the emotional uh, you know, emotional intelligence and things like that. They yeah. don't show their hand very much. And so it can be hard to read them, understand them. But if you're a parent that's really not looking for it and maybe not wanted to see those signs, you'll not never see it. it. Never. Right. Nope. Yeah. So it, it's, it all goes back to whether you're engaged as a parent to really do the job of parenting yeah. that God has asked you to do, yeah. uh, or you're, you're offloading that to other people. Yeah. And, uh, and that's dangerous. Well, not not that they're not going to do a good job, but they, they're not. Right responsible exactly for the kid like you are so um let's look at one more article here yep. um this one this one's got me just a little bit concerned um just because I, I talk about social media a lot with parents right I, yeah. I, and i'm i'm constantly you know this that you know the leadership knows this i'm constantly watching um what's the next right like so tiktok is huge now yeah right but it used to be called musically and yep. believe it or not, I had it on my phone back when it was musically and it didn't, you know, and it, and it had like 5,000 reviews sure. on, on Google play. Like it was, it was, it was a nothing app. Right. But it, it was, I came across this article that is like one of the top five, you know, emerging social media apps be, uh, to be watching for uh, social media apps. And, um, and one of them was musically. I'm like, Oh, that's cool. Checked it out. And it was like, at first I was like, Holy cow, this could be a, really cool thing and a terrible thing all at the same time. And I think TikTok's kind of turned into that in the end. It's some of it's really cool and uh, a great place for creatives to like do some really cool creative things with video and music and, and stuff like that. But then also it's like a, it's a black hole for some really bad things too. Right. Um, and so this report from Mashable yep. um, is Instagram right now is um, Facebook owns Instagram. Right. And so they're, right. They're trying to create a new version of Instagram for kids. Right now, Instagram, you can't have an Instagram unless you're 13 years or older, or obviously unless your parents let you, which there are a surprising Quite amount of parents yep. that will create an account for their 10-year-old, 11-year-old, 9-year-old um, to be on Instagram. And yeah, I don't know if parents are aware of it all the time, but they can literally search and look up whatever they want. Now, I'm sure they're going to put a bunch of barriers um, on this Instagram kids, but like anything... Over time, those barriers soften, and like anything, it gets corrupted by money. And so, you know, Facebook, not to talk a bunch of smack about them, but they're like any other business. They wouldn't do it unless it makes them money. It's that simple, right? Um, and that's not a, whatever, a conspiracy theory. That's just simple reality, right? Right. Um, businesses don't do things unless it brings income to them in one shape form because that's what they're in business for is to make an income to support the, yep. their salaries and salaries of others now there are a lot of businesses that have a great mission and vision to look to accomplish something first but the simple reality behind that too is they need money typically to accomplish those awesome right. goals and so again as a business typically you're not going to make many decisions that lose you money because then you're not going to be able to go and accomplish those goals right. you're going to make decisions that keep your monetary flow stable and safe and so you know again facebook creating instagram for kids money corrupts it's it's you see it all over the place um it's hilarious facebook was originally designed for college students yeah and no offense adults i'm one of them we got a hold of it 
not at the time I was a high yeah. schooler, right? But yeah. got a hold of it, and now it's not a huge place for teenagers in in college age no, students. A say. lot of them are Snapchat and Instagram yep. and TikTok, more like TikTok and Snapchat. Instagram's even kind of faded a little bit too, um, which is why, in some ways, us live streaming on Facebook means we're not going to talk directly to a lot of you. Right, but that's why we're on. Exactly. Um, Podbean along yep. with every other podcast like Spotify and which Google is, and Apple is, and um, iTunes, um, <laughs> Amazon, um, all of it. And we're going to – this is going to be posted on YouTube too. Yeah. The because thing is, Facebook, you're right, is a yeah. – it's, it's it's growing it's limited person. sphere of influence. Right. It's a growingly – it's a shrinking. Sorry. Right. Not growing. It's a shrinking – um, sphere of influence it really is especially in our society mm-hmm. now i don't know what's going on in, internationally but i don't do well and, and the thing that that's that's um you know something that you got to watch with this stuff too is that uh you know anybody that's engaged heavily in in uh, any kind of social media knows that there's a dopamine hit mm-hmm. uh to especially getting feedback and responses yep. right yeah so that's a part of the the in, in they create drug, social yeah, media yeah. to to grow an addiction of right so you here, pop out your phone without even thinking and look at it. Yeah. So my, my knee-jerk reaction is, well, yeah, why wouldn't you start to hook your kids on it earlier? Yep. And so once again, it gets back to who's the gatekeeper mm-hmm. of what's going on in your parent or your in, in, in your, your kids', kids lives. lives. It's, mm-hmm. it's got to be the parents, right? Yeah. So my uh, my son is 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 awesome uh, in his patience with his mother and I in the sense that he does not have a phone. Um, I don't say that to brag. It's just that that's uh that's a decision that we've made with him um he's plenty engaged in you know uh fun xbox games and other stuff and and he watches youtube and other things but uh but there's a certain problem and i'm going to read this uh this paragraph out of this article related to uh kids bullying other kids and picking on them Mm. and influence on them right so it's it says, as the BuzzFeed report points out, the move is eyebrow-raising considering Instagram mm-hmm. has historically had a hard time preventing teens from experiencing a bullying or predatory behavior by adults mm-hmm. on, the pro- on the platform, though it has added features over the years to address the issues. Yeah. Parent adv- advocacy groups have already asked Facebook to discontinue its Messenger Kids yeah. product since social media has been shown to negatively impact child development. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, like anything else, you know, it's got, it's probably got its place. It's got um, maybe some limited utility, but it's something that, uh, you know, you got to be wise about. Well, and if, if, it's, it's, if it's about keeping up with your friends, right, and you have a cell phone already, then you have a cell phone number, yep. logic would tell me, um, which means then you could get your friends' cell phone numbers. Yeah. And you can easily text. Yeah. Right? So, um yeah, I don't know how I I think for me my my main my main thing that pops in my head is just be really careful. Um, you know, cuz balance and everything is important. You can have too much of a good thing, right? You can even drink too much water, right? Um, balance is important. And with social media for young minds, even even minds of my age, 30 and under, Social media can be a, a vice, right? It can really be something that you end up running to instead of, um, you know, running to your word or running to prayer, you know, spending time with God, running to yep. people with wisdom, like real wisdom, not just some random person on the internet saying what you want to hear, 
but someone who actually loves you and cares about you, willing to say what you don't want to hear but need to hear, right? Well, and you you and don't I get know. that on social media. You, no. don't, you don't get somebody that truly loves you and says, I know you don't want to hear it, but here's truth. I love you, and I'll walk this out with you. Typically, I don't, at least I don't see it very often. And I don't read articles about the amazing advancements in social media that have brought you know, new life to people struggling with anxiety and worry and depression. In no. fact, it's the exact opposite. It's creating that in a lot of ways, like you said, with bullying too. So, and I, I think a lot of the algorithms that feed you certain, certain information as well. Um, I think, and, and we both know individuals, especially in the adult side mm-hmm. that have, they live in their own echo chamber that they've yeah. created. Yeah, they don't. They don't. Don't get challenged mentally by anything that's that's going to burst. Potentially could burst the bubble and bring yeah. a different take. Well, on. it's and that's like the, a that's very dangerous. Mechanism. Yeah, who wants? Who wants to be told they're wrong? Who? Right. I well, nobody does. Yeah. I, you don't. No one wants to be said what you're doing is wrong or um, here's a hard truth. You know, you're too much this or you know I see this leading you down this road. No one wants to hear that. It's so, the wise. Um, it's the wise and the humble that receive it. So there's danger for an adult to live in an echo chamber, but it's yeah. really dangerous for a kid to be developing within an echo chamber like that. Right. That's, right. that's not uh, properly challenging their brain. And that's partly what they're, they're saying is that there's, there's concern that this, this constant use and dependency on social media and something that's instant as Instagram would yeah. be for kids is going to wire their brains in a different way. It's not going to allow them to function as effectively yeah. in a normal kind of, you know, uh, non, um, I guess, non-online way of, of dealing with people. Yeah, yeah. And as somebody that has spent quite a bit of time in the private industry, you got to find good employees that can actually engage in a day's yeah. worth of work without looking at their phone every five minutes. Right. Well, I find that like I like um like I go through kind of a, I get rid of some social media apps um, every once in a yep. while. Just, just a just season us. of yep. You Got know, it. especially when I've noticed that I sit down, I pull up, and I look. And it's like, oh man, without even thinking, there is like, mm. like you breathe without thinking. You're standing in line in the grocery store. All of a sudden, your phone's yeah. in front of your face yeah. at this specific app, whether it be Facebook or TikTok or Instagram, or maybe it's solitaire. And it, every you know, every dry moment you have in life, you're mm-hmm. pulling on playing solitaire. I don't know what it is. There's yeah. a million games on your phone that you can play, and that's kind of something too. Like, is that really productive time for my mind? That's true. Is that productive time yeah. for my life? To be sitting, um, like, I've got a dry time, so I've got to spice it up. Like, what happened to, you got a quiet time? Let it be a quiet time. Yeah, let your brain rest. Um, and, I, man, I, when I say that, I struggle with that the most, right? I, I am not a quiet person. I don't enjoy quiet. In fact, quiet is awkward. Quiet is, is, is uneasy to me, right? Um, but you're seeing an increasing um, push to to keep things as busy as possible. Right. Right. Yep. So keep your mind um, going all the time. And, and, uh, you know, I see it. Yeah. Uh, we see it all here all the time. You yeah. know, we live in Eastern Montana. It's not exactly like we got. Well, right. Things I, to do, I actually, right? I really love where we live. Um, being able to call this home, right. Is, um, I, you know, I often say in some ways we live kind of in this bubble being so removed from a city. Right. And, and I mean that in a positive way that, some of the rushes and pushes and like this crazy fast pace um, we're a little insulated from. And, and man, if there's youth listening to this ever, um, like I know there's a lot of kids that are like, man, as soon as you graduate, I want to get out of here. And it's like, don't, don't take for granted 
the positive that you have here. Right. Um, because you'd be surprised how fast-paced the city is, right? And how much it can, like, <laughs> and get you really going and worked up. Yeah, there's And then all of a sudden you're rush. struggling with all these other things um, because you have all these new expectations that everyone around you is doing all this. And, well, why are you, why are you spending all your time doing these things, right? So, um, yeah, but Instagram for kids uh, makes me nervous. Makes me nervous. Um, I hope I hope Facebook does its due diligence and really puts a lot of safeguards on there. You know, I'm thinking of pornography. I'm thinking of bullying. I'm thinking of yeah. reaching out and pedophile. I'm thinking of all these these bad things that can come. Because what is to stop some 55 year old, you know, man logging in to a kid's Instagram account and making one and acting like he is one. I mean, it's just, yep. ooh, parents be careful. That's all I'm saying. Parents be careful. You and I both know, especially in this area, you know, child trafficking, things like that. Yep. It happens a lot. Yep. Happens a lot. Um, and parents be, be vigilant. It's hard to talk about those things because no one wants to talk about those things because they're scary things they're hard things, but they're reality. Right. Um, you know, I talked with, with, uh, a couple different law enforcement people over the last, um, five years, quite a few actually, not a couple. Right. And that's, definitely something that's always on their radar and, and something that happens more frequent than people would like to know. Um, and it's kind of like, Ooh, that's, it's scary. So, um, creating a platform that is just for kids. So some creep doesn't even have to go look. It's just, I mean, it's just be careful. Please be careful. Parents, be careful. Kids. There are, there are bad things, bad people out there. Um, something can be really started with good intentions, innocently enough and be used for all the wrong things. And like you said, an engaged parent doesn't have me nervous. An engaged parent that has limitations to when that device is used, how long that yep. device is used. Um, like there's there's uh, there's monitoring apps that parents can do, accountability apps, right, where you can have a certain amount of time allowed it for different apps. And once you've hit 30 minutes, that's done for a 24-hour cycle, up. you know? And I think those are great, not because you're controlling your kids, but it's setting boundaries to help build healthy habits. And the hope is that, again, a parent, okay, so Paul says this a lot too, right? Rules without relationship yeah. equal rebellion. The three exactly. R's, right? Yep. Rules without relationship equals rebellion. So parents, you can't yep. just put rules on your kids, not a relationship with them, and then at the end of the day go, oh, why did they rebel? It's okay. Instead of doing that, focus on where's my relationship with this kid. And if they're rebelling, that's where I need to start first. Not with the rule, which we always try to go to. But if they're not following the rule, my gut reaction first needs to be, where's my relationship at? And bolstering that. If my relationship grows, it's, the rule will follow suit. Yeah. If my relationship tanks, that rule is going to be some big obscure thing that that you'll never see happen, and the kid won't won't understand the rule either because now they're seeing it not followed by you, right? Like so, um, holy cow, we could get going on that one too. Um, but yeah, parents, Instagram, ooh, yeah, and that relationship is really about trust. It is. It your, is. Your kids got to trust that what you're telling them in the rule side of it is there for a reason. Totally. And uh, if you don't have a relationship in which there's mutual trust, the rule is not going to yeah. carry much weight. Yep. All right, on. Well, thank you, Ben, for joining me on this. Ben is going to be my co-host from here yeah. on, and uh, so looking forward to that. that. And yep. We're going to have plenty of different guests and people joining us. We are hoping on joining you again on Saturday. 
Um, Spencer, thank you again for being our producer for this. Give me that hand. Thank you. Um, and we are uh, so happy that those of you that jumped on to watch this live joined us. Um, if you watch this later, um, don't hesitate to throw something in the comments. Oh, my grandma. My grandma Esther is watching. Look at that. Um, and uh, yeah, throw something in the comments. We are going to continue to do Would You Rather and some other jokes and stuff like that. Beginning to have some fun. So if you have something yeah, well, that's really good, you can throw right. that in there. Yeah. yeah. So I'll leave you with this. Silence is golden. Duct tape is silver. Yeah. All right. Thank you guys for joining us on Onward and Upward podcast. And we'll see you guys next time. Right see you later.